Hello, it is Tuesday, December 15th. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 15th. But it's not just Aaron Rodgers today. No, no. Yeah, we have an incredible conversation with the man. That's probably going to win the MVP. But we also got Big Bob Tunyon. Bobby Tunyon. Great convo. Awesome. Did not expect that conversation to go the way it went. No, not at all. And also Chuck Robinson of Yahoo. Mm Mm-hmm. Not a bad little Tuesday. We can't thank you enough for choosing to join us. If uh, you enjoy the show, and at the end of it, you just get the urge, you know, go ahead and be a friend and tell a friend about it. Yeah, pretty simple. Hey, you should subscribe to Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Mm-hmm. Rate and review, too. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like the show, don't do any of that. No. Don't tell anybody about it. Just act like it never happened. Don't rate, don't review, don't do anything. Keep your head down, keep moving. Well, or keep your head up. Just know that we probably don't like you either. Yeah, true. And that's going to happen in this world. That's life. That's life, baby. Hey, that's, that's life, life, baby. baby. <laughs> that really is what it is. <laughs> I thought there was going to be something incredibly deep there. There was not. But this conversation touches on some deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Rodgers, Tuesday, December 15th. Let's get to it. Not only is Aaron Rodgers on the show today, can't wait to chat with him in a few hours, but also we got Charles Robinson of Yahoo. He has not tweeted in about six months. Cannot wait to hear <laughs> what's been cooking in his world and also of the Green Bay Packers. Big Bob Tunyon will yeah, be joining me. us in about an hour or so to chit-chat about all things happening in Green Bay and his emergence into superstardom this year as a Indiana State tight end for the Green Bay Packers, who are currently ranked number two in the NFL Power Rankings, which we will talk about as the show goes on. And also what we have to chat about is last night, the most electrifying game of the season thus far. The AFC North showed up on Monday Night Football. The Ravens inevitably win by five, which means they cover due to a hook and lateral, also known as a hook and ladder safety at the very end of the game but nobody's talking about this nobody's talking about the fact that if Lamar Jackson spikes the ball with five seconds left on in the in the clock on the clock which is the number you should do because field goals there's a rule made uh five years ago six years ago seven whatever it is in recent history less than 10 years you get it. Uh, that for every field goal, because the home clock operator used to fucking, you know, kind of fidget a little bit, five seconds will be run off the clock every single time a field goal is kicked at the end of the game. So that's why you'll see a lot of teams either call timeout at five seconds or three seconds, some coaches do, because they still haven't gotten the hint that five seconds is going to run off no matter what. Quarterback spike it at five seconds. Him spiking it at seven seconds, as soon as he did that, I go, oh shit, they're going to have to kick off now. Justin Tucker buries at 55-yarder. It started fading and drifting a little bit because the wind was crossed, but there wasn't a single doubt in anybody's mind. But then as soon as you see him kick off, it becomes a touchback. You know the hook and ladder's coming. And for those who hammered the Ravens, minus three, they knew that there was a chance on one of those throwbacks there's going to be a pick six, possibly. They were either going to pick up six more, or maybe they continue to run backwards and get to safety. That's what happens. Baltimore covers minus three against the Browns in Cleveland in front of what sounded like a packed house and, obviously, the Browns prove that they're not the same old brownies. I know all of Pittsburgh wants to go ahead and bury them, but I think the team that we saw last night out of Cleveland is one missing Odell Beckham Jr. There's also some other people out. In first year, Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry as general manager, that was a fucking hell of a ball game, and they are still very much in the playoff conversation. Good for them. 
Big win for the Baltimore Ravens, though, because there was a lot of questions around whether or not that team gave a single fuck about themselves. Last year, they were a completely different team than they have been this year. Losing games, not showing up. Harbaugh almost fought an entire squad on the logo at one point. The team was leaking information via Twitter accounts and interviews that seemed as if it was a bit negative. Last night, it looked like last year's Baltimore Ravens. Now, does that mean Lamar Jackson looked like Lamar Jackson? Yes, but also the defense. McPhee was making plays. Uh, Judon was all over the place. The squad seemed to be hyped and enjoy the hell out of themselves. If that Baltimore Ravens team can show up every single week, I think people will worry about the Ravens in the playoffs. The thing about it, though, is the 2020 Ravens have been very gumpy. What's the word? Fickle. Fickle is the word. We don't know what they're going to do, but if they are the team they were last night, good luck to them going through the playoffs because they might actually get a win this year in the playoffs. That team was awesome to watch. Browns, same goddamn thing. Shout out to Monday Night Football for being electric. Let's have a Tuesday, December 15th. Diggs, AFC North, Pittsburgh Steelers sucking. Uh, Browns and Ravens put on an absolute clinic last Ooh. night. How do you feel about the game? Well, yeah, I mean, it's not the same old Browns except for the fact that they, they still can't beat the Ravens and Baker <laughs> oh, threw oh, almost a pick on. six and um, couldn't stop Lamar. That was, was in the second half, by the way. he was that... wearing sandals. Um, so, yeah, besides those things, not the same old brownies. Uh, Lamar comes in. Obviously, the big moment of the night is when Lamar goes back because he had a cramp in his arm. Okay, A lot of people mm-hmm. alluded to the fact that maybe he had to uh, take shit or two. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe because if you watch him jog, it would be the type of jog that you would have if you had the Bee Gees. You know, a little yes. bit of bubble guts. Mm-hmm. And you're in Cleveland. You never know what he could potentially got into the night before. True. But there is a chance that we thought he was taking a shit while he's jogging back there. Turns out he said, y'all tripping. I definitely wasn't taking a shit. <laughs> but uh, he had a cramp in his arm, which is interesting. I don't even know what that means. I don't know how that works. Now, granted, anytime I go to throw a ball right now, especially with my age, my shoulder feels like it's ripping out of place and my elbow does. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever gotten a cramp in my arm. They put some IVs on him. He comes out of the cave like Jesus at the two-minute drill or at the two-minute warning for that fourth down, roll right. Everybody on earth thought he was going to run it, drop to Marquise, touchdown. Then J.K. Dobbins runs in two-point conversion, and everybody wanted to talk about Sendejo, <laughs> the safety for the Browns coming downhill and hitting J.K. Dobbins, who just ran over Sendejo to get a two-point conversion in less than two minutes left in a goddamn game at AFC North Division, basically on the line there for second place. I mean, that, that was a big play, but instead we're talking about the goddamn safety that got run over. A lot of questionable commentary last night. I think we can say that but i feel like they're i'm not even gonna say i like them all i like them all good people but it, the, the way they display a game is an interesting choice Very come right. and go yeah. i love that game though connor and uh with the ravens getting that big win basically says bill belichick's fucking on that boat that he's with his girlfriend on oh, much earlier than in years past oh uh, i mean we can't go that far yet Pat. nah patriots are dead well yeah. think about this they're though. not even in the hunt anymore the graphic we made a graphic they got graphics no. everybody's got graphics mm-hmm. the afc playoff picture sons of bitches aren't even in the hunt anymore they don't even got a license to hunt no tags. No. <laughs> no tags. What we have to consider is Minshew Mania coming back for the Jags and going on to beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens next week. You can't rule that out, Pat. I will because I watched him play in the second half against the Titans last week, and he stunk. Whoa. That, that Jacksonville Whoa. Jaguars team is, is not good at football right now. Let him right they are in full Shad Khan pool paradise. We got the number two pick. How do we do it? Let's keep it moving. At Ty Schmidt, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. The Green Bay Packers are uh, – I'll rank number two in the NFL power rank. Congrats, boys. Way to go, Green Bay. Congrats, boys. I know you guys are out there playing for each other, but 
You got to feel good that the people that put together power rankings on TV have you at number two now. Huh? We'll ask Aaron and Big Bob Tunyon about that, but I'm excited for today to learn a little bit about Big Bob as well as obviously an insightful conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Tuesdays with Aaron are obviously always great. Uh, got a game on Saturday this week, which I'm very excited Oh, doubleheader oh, Saturday. Yeah, 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 the, the old nightcap yes. in, the, in the Saturday doubleheader. But yeah, yeah. you're right, because I don't think I've seen uh, Big Bubby Tunyon do like any media, so I'm very excited to... Uh, Hear what he sounds like. I would assume he's entertaining, by the way. Oh, yeah. I would assume he's an entertaining guy. Indiana State? Well, a tight end. Come on. Mm -hmm. Big Bob Tanyan. Yep. He had that that play where he knocked, you know, about eight guys down like bowling pins from this last weekend. By the way, great leverage on that. Oh, yeah. Great leverage Mm -hmm. on that. Excited to chat about that. Excited to chat about the playoff picture for everybody. At Viva Lazito, your poll today. Sorry, Lord Zito. Thank you. By the way, I did see somebody buy QC5348. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. My wife. My wife. Yeah. No. Yeah. Plot's gone. Yeah. Mm. Might be her neighbor, but seems like it's probably Yeah, I think it's a neighbor. I think yeah, it's a half. Yeah. It's a half after. Probably a neighbor, yeah. Do I call her Lord Samantha? Yeah. I think it's Lady Sam. Lady. Lady. Yeah. Lady Sam. Lords and Lord ladies. and ladies. Lord Zeta and Lady Sam. Okay, I will try to get one then. I guess if <laughs> I can't just Lord Pats. I don't like it. I don't like it. Maybe just Lord Zito. But your poll today (laughs) is one that I think is going to be intriguing because here we are pretty late in the season. Uh And I feel like there's still a lot of question marks whenever it comes to who's going to win this whole goddamn thing, aside from the Chiefs. Who's going to win this whole goddamn thing? Yeah, so basically what you just said. Oh, by the way, I just said, goddamn, I apologize. I got a tweet from a guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Told me to the people that are super religious, uh, goddamn is like the N-word to them. Excuse me? Yeah. So I apologize, but... It ain't going to goddamn slow it down. <laughs> I say, yeah, it just flows right out. And I feel like you're a bit self-righteous, by the way, yeah. saying a little bit. that that is similar. No. Thing. Jesus. Oh, no. Joe Austin, 4.4 million. PPP. Yeah. How about that? God bless him. <laughs> but that goddamn church didn't deserve that. I will like- slow it down, by the way. Perhaps. Who's most likely to win the Super Bowl in your eyes? Uh, we had Saints, 3.1%, Bills, 8.1%, Packers, 25.5%, and Chiefs, 63.3%. A lot of people were mad that no Steelers are on there. Yeah, well, Pittsburgh Steelers need to win a game. They need to get back in the winning side of things, although they do have double digits victories already, and they are in the lead, the AFC North. And the AFC North, by the way, is good football. We saw that <laughs> last night. Uh, but, boy, it seems like everything around the Steelers right now is negative. Yeah, Evan Fox. Everything. Not just having Fox and his stupid fanhood, but your diehard fanhood. Sorry about that. But also, Juju Smith-Schuster, It is that whole dancing on the logo thing, Mm. and then Eric Ebron thing, and then Ben Roethlisberger's like, I can't even play football anymore, man. (laughs) Arms hurting. I mean, it is. They had three games in 12 days, so we got to let fatigue kind of settle in a little bit. Maybe they're a little bit tired. Let the boys hit the hay for a little bit, maybe get a day or two rest. But it feels like the Steelers have kind of – uh, TikTok their way out of that conversation of who's going to win the Super Bowl. And that is a shame, I will say. Because yeah, we were maybe their number one fans for yeah, a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah, as of right now, I mean, if you are a Steelers fan, you cannot look yourself in the mirror and think that if they're playing this way that they have any fucking chance. And by the way, to TikTok's, or TikTok's little juju army, go fuck yourselves, okay? They're coming after you? Yeah. Oh, oh I, love, I love that they are potentially <laughs> – uh, chopping their feet on oh. Tone Diggs' brain. <laughs> are, you in on, are you in a battle right now? Are you entrenched in war right now? Yeah, with, with the- a bunch of 15-year-olds who have no idea what life is, yeah. Uh-oh. Juju beast. 
Hey, I'll tell you what. It's other cold. Wait till you get to the real world. <laughs> you do not want any pieces. No of more that. participation. No. You don't Let's want the Juju Army. No, no way, dude. Ooh. We're pretty pumped up. The Juju Army's on our side, by the way. Yeah. But that guy right there is the enemy. If you're watching, Juju. I never Scumbag. said that's the reason why that they guy lost. right there is yeah, the right there. that guy. Scumbag. Yeah. That guy. That guy is the enemy. Juju get Army. Him. What's up, Nick? That guy is too. That's it, Nick, yeah. Nick, get all there. That guy is. I yeah. haven't said anything. This no, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. What I want to say is, you're already dancing on the grave. Wait till next Monday night. You'll see what a real AFC North battle is: yeah, Steelers so. and Bungles. Let's go! Man. I cannot believe that is the Week 15 Monday Night Football matchup. You know, it'll be game of the year. It's supposed to be Joey B. Yeah, him out. But that just tells me a lot about you know. I assume Monday Night Football has their contract for another couple of years because normally. Whenever you negotiate with the NFL and you give them a bunch of money, you get a bunch of good games. Mm-hmm. For them to have the Steelers versus the Bengals week 15 Monday night football, you would think that there's potentially some other opportunities in there. I can tell you what the Steelers don't need right now, and it's another fucking primetime game. We need a buried 1 o'clock game where no one's watching. Let's get back to By the way, if Zach Taylor, who has never been able to figure out how to win a game really in the NFL, if he beats the Steelers, Monday oh, night is oh not my not. God, Foxy might have to burn his jersey. Yeah. Monday night is not what we need. Oh, Diggs, Diggs, it's a bad day. Bad day. That's why the Juju Army's coming after you, by the way, because you don't don't believe. By the way, those dances, we don't do the TikTok here, but we saw uh, Juju this morning. He was on Good Morning Football. He did the uh, the scepter thing dance. Yeah, yeah, Are they all the same? Did he do the same dance like he did on the Buffalo Bills logo? Is that the same one he did on the Cowboys yeah, I, logo? I think that was a logo dance, and that was a scepter dance. Okay, so um, they are together. Do you, do you have TikTok? Ones. No, but I, I've seen it, and I know what's going on. <laughs> one 623 Last night's game was incredible. Um, it was awesome to watch. Final two minutes. What were the stats in that thing? We have, we have a stat pulled up for it. Final two minutes, there was 20 points scored or something like that in the Ooh, final wow. two minutes. Uh, I forget the, the total at 47-42. It's a scoregami, the first time yeah. that score has ever happened. Hey, Congratulations. Yeah, most points in the final two minutes since 2013 Ravens-Vikings game with 20. It's the highest scoring game of the season and third highest Monday Night Football, 89. Uh, Chiefs-Rams, what was that, two years ago? Mm-hmm. That was whenever the Rams were humming. That was the first year. Yep, that was in yep. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We were there. Yeah, Fox we were, and I were there for that game. We went to that game. It was awesome. Pretty cool. Um, <laughs> first game, pretty cool, pretty cool. First game to end on a safety since 2016. That obviously fucked a lot of people over. Oh, yeah. And the first game in NFL history, 47-42. What a Monday Night Football game. That's awesome. what you're – hey, that's what we need, by the way. Yes, that's, that's why we watch the game. Yeah, that's what we need. We mm-hmm. need those – because Sunday was a lot of bad football. You know what I mean? There's some blowouts. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's some deep, I mean, there's some backdoor covering that came out of nowhere. Mm. I mean, not that it didn't last night, but last night was a great performance of football by the NFL. And remember I'm very the, thankful for it. Remember the week before when it was all bad matchups, but like all the great games were games. incredible. Mm-hmm. And then this week it was like seven matchups of playoff teams and all the games stunk. So maybe we just need like bad matchups again. Well, it's, it's good news. Pittsburgh Bengals next <laughs> Monday <laughs> night. That'll be, a, that'll be a conversation. <laughs> Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, a college football champion and a Super Bowl champion, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Hey, boy, A.J., wearing your Arnold Classic, you know, the uh, weightlifting competition that happens in Columbus. How you doing, pal? How is this gorgeous Tuesday going for you over there in Columbus, Ohio? 
Going well. I, I got to pick up uh, some of the show. I saw a little bit of Bob, Bob Tunyon. He was great, man. You enjoy him? I do love Bob. You know, the uh, thought of the meditation in the yoga, in the manifesting of things, I really enjoy that. I like whenever people are, will open up and talk about that, by the way, because I think a lot of greats do that. Normally, it's not talked about. And I think younger people who are striving for greatness should know what greats are doing. And I think the manifesting and the meditating and all that shit, I think it's really good for you. I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah, it seems to be. I mean, Tunyon seemed kind of how he laid it out, what he has, like a goal board. He, he thinks about that stuff every single day, and he always reevaluates it. Yeah, he didn't show it to us, though. I, I mean, I tried my yeah. best to be like, hey, can we take a little peeksy out of here? Can we take a little peeksy? What's next? You know, he said he had five touchdowns he wanted to score this year. He had that in the first, like, six weeks or whatever, so he had to readjust it. Uh, the man that was throwing him touchdowns is a man who is on fire right now. Uh, if he doesn't win the MVP this year, it would be a goddamn shame. Ladies and gentlemen, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah! Yeah! Hey, I appreciate you wearing that, man. Whoa. Mason Crosby, by the way, great for the brand. That 57-yarder, any doubt at all whenever he walked off the field and Mason was jogging out there with his beautiful gray hair? Definitely not at 52. Then we had a little start. Move back to 57. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. The, the great uh, behind-the-scenes story was, you know, I was uh, standing on the sidelines. I saw the false start. I'm like, shit. <laughs> and I hear uh, somebody yell, punt. Oh. But I guess the old gray hair said, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Uh, that's awesome. And right when he kicked it, I knew it was in. I just, he, you know, kickers, I think, pretty much always know. Yeah. So a lot of times you watch the kick and then you go right back to the kicker. And I look back at Mace and I could tell it was going in. I'll tell you what, if you are waving off the punt team like your goddamn you, like Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> like a quarterback would do, you have to make that kick. And that's what Mason's done for like 50 years at this point. He's unbelievable. Did Tanya not tell you that he was – Jogging out to the numbers and had to go back? No, Tanyan actually told us about manifesting uh, and meditating and this whole thing. It was really cool to listen to. He he gave a lot of credit to you for, you know, making him believe that he can be great in that whole thing. He's been awesome to watch for you guys as well. Good interview. Good interview. He's in yoga right now. Mm -hmm. He's in yoga right now. Big Bob doing yoga right now, huh? Yeah, power pose, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking warrior, dude. You know what I'm saying? That's not a pose. You do yoga? Yeah, I enjoy yoga. Daily? I got a sick warrior too, bro. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that what I just did right there? My chaturanga is pretty solid too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're at, we're closing up the season now. Let's get into this thing. Um, you seem oh, to no, be... no, no, no. I feel like it's just beginning, my friend. This, okay. All right. So I was going to ask, what is the mindset? Because the offense feels like you guys are hitting on all cylinders right now still. When I told you, I think first week – Maybe second week, I said, Aaron, you're playing fucking great football right now. You're like, not so fast. Okay, we don't really know anything about ourselves. We're at the point now where you would you have to know, you have to be very thrilled about where that offense is at right now. Yeah, we're playing great football. Now we can say it. we're 14 weeks in, 13 games and a bye. So, yeah, now we can say it. We're having, you know, a lot of success on offense. I think we're number two in – yards not sure where we're at in points per game we're number two in uh third down percentage number one now in uh, red zone congrats gold zone gold zone yeah gold zone. yeah the gold zone yes the gold zone 
Oh, stat today. Shout out Tom Fanny. We've never been over 70% in the gold zone during my my time in Green Bay, which uh, no no Green Bay team since 2000. I think it's been over 70%. And we're at 77 right now, which is pretty good. No big deal. Touchdown percentage, obviously, for people who don't know what the stat is. Get back in the frame. Yeah, here I was getting my thing. I got to get a little juice. You know, AJ's going to ask a beer? Yeah, you got beer. <laughs> well, so it's funny you say that. So this is a green tea that I drink. Uh, when I went down to the WWE uh, I forget, maybe like two months ago, the first time I went down there, I was walking around with one of these, and the rumors just spread right through the WWE. Like, I walked down there and just was hammering beers. <laughs> were, like, McAfee's just walking around hammering beers down here. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I, like, I got a text from Elias, who's up on WWE main roster. I was like, were you just drinking beers down there while you were walking around? Like, it's green tea. Okay, have a little respect. Your, your reputation precedes you. Yeah, everywhere. I know. Tough. Trying to change it, okay? You work hard for that. That's good. Well, I did in the past. Now I'm just an old man. AJ, what do you got? Yeah. Hey, why do you think you're having so much success in the red zone or the gold zone this year compared to other years? Probably because we're big fans of uh, gold member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mentioned it last week. We're still shouting out Mike Myers. You know, we'd love to get him uh, in. I was told after I relayed that I'd talked about it on this uh, you know, amazing show about Mike Myers that he might have to have some COVID tests to be let in the building. Oh, yeah. Protocol. So I might need to call on the NFL for some special exemptions um, for him. If we get him masked up in a gold mask um, and the whole outfit, I feel like there's no excuses why he couldn't be in there. I'm sure he's you know a beacon of uh, of health. We can get him in the building, get him on some roller skates, just let him go fucking crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine him roller skating from the facility to practice while you guys are driving by with... <laughs> Tanyan told us that there's just people in trunks and shit like that, and you got Mike Myers just skating down his gold member. Oh, man. That's what I want to see right there. That's Besides the vanquish, that's what I want for Christmas. That's my number two. Uh, how has that whole conversation with Bakhtiari gone? I saw you guys celebrate this past weekend, by the way. Uh, Big Bob Tanyan was left to celebrate by himself while you and Bakhtiari gave a little headbutt to each other. So I see the relationship between you and Bakhtiari is growing. That's great news. We're, we're hanging in there by a thread. Yeah. I mean, by a thread. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like every time there's an interview opportunity, this guy's trying to slam me. <sighs> and it hurts. Yeah. It really hurts. Yeah. Here I am just singing his praises. All I'm asking for is a tiny automobile. Tiny. That's it. It's only a quarter of a and million. He, yeah. he just feels like, well, who cares? Uh, price is not an object when there's friends involved, right? <laughs> <laughs> right right man I just, I just feel like you know maybe he's just doing it for show maybe he's celebrating with me just for show on tv you know? oh my god knowing the camera's gonna be on me oh and what was our relationship for all these years Fake. he you know would run down just to find me after oh. every touchdown pass touchdown run what does he do he forgets about me he goes to the back Oh, because he knows. Touchdown pass right to me. And he hangs on me for, I mean, agonizing seconds. Yeah, you want to celebrate with other people. connection that we had, this friendship. Now it's, maybe it's about the the airtime. You know, you would never expect that, but it did get him to the. Yeah, you would. Oh, you would. (laughs) This is a guy guy who woke up on third base and felt like he had a triple. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Shout out to Talky Tari, dude. <laughs> Shout out to him. Uh, you do have the camera on you at all times. I mean, it is. It's wild. And before the game, I saw you throwing up the uh, West Side. What California bro were you doing that to? Was that on another team or on your own team? No, that was to Cephas, man. He was. This is for Wisconsin, you know. It used oh. to be back in the '90s. It was for, you know, West Side when you're listening to some Tupac or something. But yes. no, it's it's for uh, Wisconsin, man. Sometimes they do it with the, you know, the this and the other hand putting together. But I think that looks too much like loser turned up at a 45 degree angle. So I yeah. really like the, you know, yeah. the old school. So I was just just shouting him out, man. Uh, you know, he went to Wisconsin, and I enjoyed watching him play when he was there and uh, just giving him some love. Got a good chance to talk to him after the game as well. Hey, I know you went to Cal after, and you transferred in from what, Butte? Butte Community College, is that correct? Have a respect. You, yeah, that's a rhetorical statement there, yes. You know that. Okay, so you transferred to Cal from there. If you didn't go to Cal, was there any other, like, school out there that you wanted to play for? Yeah, anybody who would take me, um, who actually played some decent opponents. No offense, now I can say whatever I want. Uh, I felt like at the time I was not quite a D3 athlete. I got a lot of uh, interest from uh, Claremont McKenna, Occidental, Great uh, Lewis and Clark. Oh, oh. hey, they get hot though. Yeah, late. They get hot. Lewis and Clark team gets hot. They, they, they snoop around and they find some shit. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, Brett Elliott was a quarterback there. Who, uh, set, uh, set some records. Uh, he threw for like 70,000 touchdowns one year or something Ooh. crazy. My boy Tim would appreciate the shout-out, which I'm not going to give him, even though I mentioned his name. Yeah, no um, offense. But, yeah, I felt like even teams like UC Davis just down the road showed zero interest. Uh, San Diego State showed a little bit of interest before their staff uh, got let go. Um, but, yeah, if there was a walk-on opportunity uh, to a school that uh, – you know, one double A, two, even you know, even Division two. I would definitely would have taken it. There was some throwback uh, to you in the newspaper. You're 21 years old. Did you? So you went to community college for one year, two year, and then you <laughs> did you leave early from Cal? I did. Yeah, two great semesters at, uh, at JUCO. It cost uh, eleven dollars a unit to go to school oh, at Butte. Nice. It took uh, 33 credits, so a quick uh, math tabulation. $333. 42 yeah, not a whole lot of money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cost my parents to go to college. Um, Bless and you. then went to, uh, yeah, I went to Cal for three semesters. Um, so people was like, why don't you go back and finish? I'm like, I went to college for five semesters out of eight. I'm like, there's a lot left. And Cal doesn't like it if you do classes outside of the. Uh, you got to do your five core classes on campus in Berkeley. That's what I was told my first year out because I was like, oh, my backup, I, I could probably you know do some classes. They said, uh, yeah, uh, when are you going to come live on campus and, and uh, take your take your classes here? I said, uh, never. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've always thought this, Aaron. Whenever they give people shit for leaving early and not going and getting their degree, your degree will always be there. And are we not going to college to make a shit ton of money? Like, isn't that what you go to college for is to find your career? If you can make money doing something, like, I feel like you should go do that. Now, granted, if you're a seventh rounder or a sixth round projection and maybe another year can get you going. But anytime that conversation pops up with somebody who's a top two round or top three round even, and they're like, he should go back for his education. I'm like, fuck that. Go get your money dude who knows what's gonna happen that's how i feel i'm not putting words in your mouth but since you left after five semesters i think you probably agree with me like you you should go and get the degree will always be there 100 percent. okay good i'm happy i mean i think i think i don't want to i don't want to get down the path of what 
have my feelings about college in general, but I'll just say that. Oh, we can because I got the same feelings. Biggest racket I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to hard to refute that. <laughs> a lot of people come out of there with a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, people rip on, like AJ, you know, these uh, yuppies, like AJ, like to rip on, yeah. you know, community colleges or trade schools. Um, there's a great uh, school up here that, just down the road called NWTC. And you got, you know, you're teaching kids real life skills. And I don't think college should have to be for everybody. Um, I'm not going to go on a rant here. This is too long. <laughs> hey, you long. saw, you saw how, hey, you saw how, hey, did you see how Foxy isolated you two there, by the way? I mean, he was. Yeah, that was good there. <laughs> Everything was just kind of sneaking in here. I was like, no, I don't want to go there right now. <laughs> Talk about the debt that people accrue to have to, you know, get out of college and not make a, a decent job. They got to pay off their debt for the next 10 or 15 years. Yeah. 30. Um, I think, you know, my, my quarterback coach told me I should come back for another year after my junior year, and I said, uh, nah, I think I'm going to go pro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, your quarterback coach on draft night, when Alex Smith was taken and you were kind of falling, he was like, I fucking told him. <laughs> 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 he told him, you know, he was like celebrating that whole thing. Uh, yeah, he was texting me the uh, the old middle finger emoji on the flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> T9 that thing. What do you got, AJ? Hey, so you have all these, these – uh, things floating around your head that i know that you like to to research and everything a are you gonna write a book someday and put all this in there and my second part of this question since you already started talking about college and everything i'd like your opinion on like what do you think of the vaccine what company has the best one what about politics did trump really win did he lose what are we doing like where are you with everything <laughs> hey hey foxy foxy just go right in there go right to the- <laughs> <laughs> oh man look all I'm going to say uh, controversial today uh, is how can college football not get it together and realize that four teams is not enough oh, Thank you. all the years to do an extended playoff I mean you know they're trying to squeeze out Ohio State they definitely don't want any Pac-12 school in there No way. Even though we do have an undefeated team uh, led by, uh, you know, on the offense, one of our uh, dear friends, the the tiny ceramic head collector, Graham Harrell. Oh, so those are ceramic heads. Okay. Because okay. AJ was telling us there were actual skulls yesterday that Graham Harrell collected. Oh, they might be at this point. I don't know. He's okay. gone off the deep end, I'm sure, many times over. But <laughs> but how they don't have a playoff is beyond me. It's, 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 it is absolutely beyond me. And, you know, it seems like Coastal Carolina, right? It's undefeated also. Mm-hmm. No chance they'll put them over, you know, it'd be probably a three-loss team over them just because these, you know. How about Cincinnati? Cincinnati's got some real athletes, too, undefeated. They've been, they've been like a team that they got, yeah, no, they got shot. no chance. They got no <laughs> shot. No shot. Why not? Why do, you, do you think it's just the bureaucracy of things, like things are so slow moving? Because you saw the way BYU in Coastal Carolina were able to make that game on a Thursday for Saturday. Like, boom, boom, we'll figure out the business later. Let's make this happen. Why do you think that they want to? Because I want – there was a 16-team playoff that uh, – at college football playoff edits, I think is the account. They put this thing together, and once you see it in, like – the way it would look and the way it would play out, it's like, this is the answer. Like, how come we can't do that? Why do you think things take so long like that? Why would that never – we all know it's not possible, but we all like it. Why is that even something that happens? Bureaucracy and NCAA? (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, you want to talk about a racket? <laughs> <laughs> They're right down the road here. I don't think they pay their bills either. Yeah. I don't think. I, I don't understand it. I mean, if if it's really all about making money, which they've proven over and over it is, like why would you not want to maximize it with a, a multi-team, you know, multi-round uh, bracket, you know, 8, 16, 32. Like maybe more than 32 would probably be a little too tough, but. Eight or 16, come on. It'd be easy. Let's get back to some NFL talk. Did you watch that game last night? It was electrifying. No, I didn't. I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Jackson either took a shit or had a cramp in the middle of the game, and they came back at the two-minute warning. First play back, fourth and five, throws a touchdown. Have you ever gotten cramps or anything? Do you do IVs at halftime or anything like that? I've never. We've never, never done IVs in Green Bay. I've never seen them administered. AJ would probably be a better guy to ask about that because – with that old skin he's got, he was cramping up all the time. Um, but uh, no, never, never got an IV. Uh, never had to take a dump either during the game. I've peed definitely in that little uh, tent. I'm sure AJ, because you know the worst bladder. He's peeing right the now. Most active bladder of all time is that guy on, you know over here on my right. Oh wait, no, over here. <laughs> this guy right here has got no bladder control. Yeah. We um, did. He's probably beaten that little black tent so many times uh, on the sidelines. But, uh, but no, um, I did see that people were accusing him of uh, taking a dump, and I think he cleared, that, he cleared that up, didn't he? Yeah, he said he wasn't taking shit. Everybody needs to relax. Good. Play good, good win for Baltimore. Great win. Great game, too. I can't believe you missed it. And granted, you were sleeping because you were a professional athlete, highest to high or whatever, but uh, it was awesome all the way into the end. And then the batters got completely fucked at the end. It was awesome. I mean, it was a great Yeah, run. I saw there was a, some sort of safety at the end that mm-hmm. yeah. flipped millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot yeah, I'm of sure, yeah. I'm sure there's, nobody cares about that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you have? Did you have. I know you had something on the game. Right? It helped me out. It helped me out. The, oh, so no complaints. Yeah, me and AJ three? both took – what's that? Minus three or you, you yeah. had minus three or yeah, three and a half? We had a minus three. Uh, AJ and I both said Ravens yesterday in the show very loudly. But on uh, our gambling podcast last week, I picked the Browns. So so depending on which show you listen to, <laughs> I had both teams. And if they win by three there, I both of them don't win. So that's what happened. And then when the safety happens, AJ and I celebrate real hard. We're like, yeah, we said it was going to happen or whatever. But it was wild. It was a wild Yeah, time. just brush that other podcast aside. It never happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Jake. Yeah, so, Pat, I know it surprises you. So, Aaron, we talk about a lot how Pat says Toradol is the greatest thing ever. I know Green Bay, they never never administered IVs as well. I got an IV one time when I was deathly sick right before a game. All it did was make me piss like nine times during warm-ups and at halftime <laughs> in the tent during the game. It was it was fine. I know Aaron's not able to get it because I can't find a way to brush enough hair away to get find a vein right there in oh, his forearm. You're, you're Usually, guy. that's what Doc told me at least. Aaron. You're a hairy guy. Is that what it is? <laughs> Sorry, was there a question in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, um, hey, your hair is looking awesome, though. Are we going Scott Stapp? Are we going back the whole thing? Because it is growing. I mean, it's working. Let's keep that thing going. I might go mullet, by the way. Mm, I haven't yeah. got my hair cut. Normally, I always get my hair cut every single week. I'm thinking going mullet, I think. Now is the time. I think yeah, that- but you know what? You're, you're so image conscious now. You know, you got to be on your, your wrestling show as well. You're on TV every day. I feel like, oh, my. you know, one of your boys can, can pull that off. Uh, maybe not Ty, but... Yeah, um, I feel like you have really kind of 
Well, let me see. You haven't sold out. You're not that kind of guy. But you're definitely really concerned with your, with your image. You're wearing glasses today. You know, you're, it's because I was so high earlier. Right? <laughs> Come on. Like, I mean, image conscious is an interesting way to describe a guy that goes sleeveless every single goddamn day. I get yelled at by the olds, by the way that I don't take this thing professional enough and I don't dress up enough. But I'm in the middle of putting on some pounds. I'm in fluffing season right now, bub. I'm, I'm, I'm up 20 in the last, like, seven days at this point. It's bad. I don't, yeah, you're a fluffer now? Is it? Oh, easy. All right, take it easy. Whoa, hey. whoa, whoa. What I'm saying is it's fluffing season. Okay? Oh, you're yeah. a little fluffy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I ain't fluffing anything. Yeah, take but I am, I am growing it out. I, I will say that uh, a lot of inspiration re-watching that halftime show that Creed put on. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the locks, and then you know he did an interview with uh, my buddy Kyle Brand, who does uh, you know Good Morning Football. I know he's a fan of the show as well. We're big fans. Yes, he's a he's a great dude. Uh, so yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely as an ode to Scott Stapp for sure. Um, you know, when I first met AJ, when he was uh, again less less worried about uh, how he looks in public and stuff, and. Oh. Um, yeah, he did have long hair as well, as an ode to uh, a mutual hero of ours, uh, Pat Tillman. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to say Bobby Carpenter. But Pat Tillman, actual hero. <laughs> yeah. Bob Carpenter is not. Rest in peace, by the way, Pat Tillman. We appreciate you. Um, Milwaukee Bucks just signed the la- largest NBA deal in history to the Greek freak. You are part owner of Squad. Uh, how much money comes out of your pocket? Are we going to lose this house, potentially, because you got to pay the Greek freak? <laughs> Uh, there hasn't been a capital call as of yet. <laughs> the ink is still still wet, so uh, not sure if there'll be any type of uh, money needed. But it's a, it's a big signing for us. We're pretty uh, pretty ecstatic. I'm, I guess you know he is as well. I, I would assume uh, you know, this is just a uh, conjecture, but I know that he uh, was interested in what the roster kind of turnover is going to be. Made some moves in the off season. Um, brought in some players. I guess he's happy with them so far. Uh, we still have, you know, the pieces, uh, a couple important pieces from our run last year that got uh, interrupted by COVID after, you know, we were the number one team in the in the league and on a big-time roll. Who cares? Uh, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, you know, we can uh, keep rolling for the next five years. We got the, we got the man back, and he's still, you know, he's still uh, – what twenty five? Yeah, he's very. Yeah, he's only learning basketball still too. Somehow it feels like every time you watch him, he's do, picking up some new. How does that work? So they just come to you and they say, "Hey, do you want to be a part owner of a goddamn NBA team?" Because they did it to Usher whenever the Cavaliers were popping off. Patrick Mahomes just got a piece of the Royals. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how those conversations happen. And then what do you just get? You get courtside seats, and then you can just bring friends. Like how how does that relationship start? And how many of these types of things are you a part of? I'm a part of this. That's about the only, uh, you know, the only ownership I have in sports teams. I am interested in, in uh, some other leagues and have had some uh, some conversations with some folks. But uh, but no, I I, I got to know uh, Mark uh, Lasby and Wes Edens over the years uh, going to games. There have been conversations from reps of mine with them, trying to get some sort of deal done. My opinion, uh, it was uh, not the, what I wanted. I just wanted to be a part of it. You know, I didn't want. Uh, you know, Shaq has a, has a agreement with the Kings, where a lot of it was based on appearances and number of times you go to games and you know yada yada yada. I just wanted to be a part of it and get in. 
um, because I felt like it was a good connection uh, to the region, thinking I was going to be here for a long, long time. And also I love basketball, um, love uh, the vision that uh, Mark and Wes have uh, and, and the excitement around the team. And finally, after years, I basically just said, the hell with this. I don't need other people talking for me. I picked up the phone. I called Wes Edens and we had a conversation. And about a week later, uh, I was a minority owner. <laughs> <laughs> Enough with the lawyers, all right? I want a piece of the team. I would like to come to some games. How do we make this happen? What a move. I love your life, dude. I love your life. What leagues are we getting into? MLS? You can own a team in the MLS? I think the MLS is an interesting proposition for sure. I think, you know, I think... The popularity of the sports worldwide and the fact that they're going to continue to expand um, the amount of teams they got, I think it's an interesting uh, proposition. You know, Andy, America, America's about to win a World Cup, too. Yeah. We got all yeah. the dudes. We're about to win a World Cup, Aaron. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know if you know that or not. We're about to win the whole thing. I don't, I don't know if I see that. Yeah. Oh, Aaron. Whoa. I do. I do. 2026. Yeah, probably the next one. Is that the, the young next? guns are coming through. Is that the next one? No, we got no. 2022. It'll be the one after that. Okay, that's our footy guy, our soccer guy. He's wrong. 2022, we're winning. <laughs> <laughs> 2020, we're winning the goddamn World Cup. Sorry, AJ, what do you got? Uh, you, you mentioned Giannis and him having, like, checking out, like, roster control. What would that be like to have, like, you know, how NBA players, if you're the superstar of the team, they have so much power over what goes on, like, can you imagine having that much power being you, like the position you're in? Would you want it too? Yeah. Yeah. Can I imagine? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there is a lot, to, a lot of power given to those guys. I mean, Le- LeBron obviously has had impact on his. You know, it's 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 different when you have 15 man rosters compared to 53 man rosters. I'm sure. Um, you know, I think. Uh, the for me it's always been about about tenure and about vision and, and about what's what's it all about and so the tenure the years i feel like that's how you earn the respect to be even including conversations uh the focus or the vision you know what what would you do with the responsibility? Kind of what what are you all about? For me, it's been about winning. You know, I just care about winning. I've accomplished, uh, you know, everything I want to accomplish individually. Like, I want to win more Super Bowls. That's my focus. That's my, you know, that's my vision every single year. So, uh, to me, that's what it would be all about, you know, to be involved in those conversations. Now, um, that's just not the case uh, in Green Bay. Um, and so, you know, that, that kind of is what it is. Um, my focus has always been like on winning football. Uh, I've been around the game for a long time. I feel like, as far as talent evaluation, I feel like I can do that. I know I know if a guy can play or if he can't play. Um, and then also, you know, as players, we see the other side. We see the locker room. We see the off the field stuff. We see the motivation. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of times in general, coaches, you know, believe in kind of what they see and what they can kind of get out of a guy and personnel people believe in potential. And that's the way most decisions, I think, get made uh, across the league. You know, potential for personnel and then the coaches say, look, this guy can play or this guy can't play based on what I see right now. 
you know what they say, potential gets you fired. That's like a, literally a quote from coaches everywhere. It's like potential gets you fired, potential gets you fired. That's probably because coaches have been blaming personnel departments for their entire existence for why they failed. That makes more sense now that you just laid that out there. So thank you for that. Uh, whenever you said your focus is on winning Super Bowls, do you get pissed off about the Super Bowl conversation whenever they start talking about goats and goats and goats and it always revolves back to Super Bowls when everybody on earth who knows football knows that a quarterback just can't walk onto a field and win a Super Bowl all by himself? Pat, I don't spend a lot of time in those conversations in general. I'm not, you know, <laughs> having, I'm not calling up AJ and being like, hey, so let's talk about guys who won a lot of Super Bowls. Let's talk about, like, what do you think about this guy? He's won too, you know. Uh, I don't have those conversations. I don't think twice about it. I think when it comes, when you're talking about best players, right, like, there's, I've already said on the show, there's way too many people label the goat or this oh, yeah. guy's the goat of this, this guy's the goat of that. It used to be greatest of all time is one person, mm-hmm. right? But now, because there's way too many goats, I think you have to break it out into specific categories. Best winner of all time, person who's won the most championships, best player. You know, which involves talent and ability and what you did with it. Most talented player, you know. That'd probably be you. Best thrower of the football. Like, That's probably you. There's all these mm-hmm. different ways you can break that out. But when it comes to those, like, you know, maybe not with AJ, but with most people, I'm probably in that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> Hey, speaking of other people judging things, congrats to you guys. Number two in the NFL power rankings. Yeah! Yeah, number two. Do we yeah. have that graphic? What does that get us? Hey, number two, man. You guys were previously a little bit lower. Okay, you get a big win over the Lions. Look at you. They even used your picture of smiling because mm-hmm. they wow. were so pumped. Wow. Look at you moved up to number two. Oh, right there behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations on uh, uh, week oh. 14. <laughs> really excited. Thank you so much, ESPN. <laughs> Using my face because you thought that would get the most clicks. On- oh! oh! I like that. We, we do it, too. <laughs> it works, yeah. by the way. Conform, huh? Well, no, it's because your face, just does, that's why every football game that you're on, they just zoom in right on your face. It's some. It's a lovable face, Aaron. I'm going to let you know. And we had a caller on earlier from Minnesota. said, thought you were a complete dickhead or something like that before this year. Now he loves you. It's it's kind of tough. All your enemies are becoming friends or fans now. It's going to be an interesting time for you these next couple of years because at the end of that game against the Lions, I think I saw 10 players around you. And then obviously the mic'd up situation with Houston for uh, after the call game where you're like hey man I'll, I'll get you a jersey seven people have asked me for a jersey though that has to get a bit is it get exhausting at the end of this you have fans everybody's a fan of aaron Rodgers at this point no i love it i mean that's what it's all about it's about the mutual respect with the guys after the game you know and uh, i've played against matt so many times who knows what's going to happen next year you know this might be the last time we play against each other um you know i love i love those interactions i've known chase for a long time you know he's been a backup in the league for a long time uh AP, still, in my opinion, the greatest running back of, of our era. Um, you know, a ton of respect. And, and then seeing, you know, the, some of the younger guys that I don't know as well and the respect, you know, I appreciate that. Jamie Collins, you play against him a couple times now and watched him play for a long time. He's had a really good career. You know, there's, there's, uh, I, I love those conversations. And I will say this, you know, and I haven't said this, you know, to a couple of close friends, but something happened for the first time in 16 years on Sunday. I, I went into the opposing team's locker room. I'd never done that before. 
I guess it just, you know, usually with media or whatnot and, and the way that locker rooms are laid out, um, especially not in Lambeau, you know, to get over to the opposing locker room, it's just, it's, you know, you got to kind of go out, go left, go down the hall, go up the elevator. You know, it's, it's kind of a hike. But in Detroit, it's right next to you. So AP actually came in and, and we did a jersey swap. So I, I wasn't my I wasn't ready. So I took my jersey in there into Detroit's locker room and got to see uh, Maddie was still in there and Chase and AP and Marvin. So that was fun. It was fun to you know, there's only like six seven guys in there, but it was it was cool to to see those guys for you know a minute outside of the field where there's no you know microphones and no no cameras and stuff to just be able to, you know, shoot this shit for a few minutes of those guys. It was fun. Did you tell Marvin he got fucked on that catch? Uh, that was a hell of a catch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, just a classic cow guy, just making plays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, did you, did you, uh, did you shower in there with the lions? Or did you shower? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, AJ, he has not answered a lot of your questions. Here today. <laughs> now I'm learning. Just tell APA. No hot water. The Arnold Classic. Yeah, it's about lifting weights. You don't know much about that. Oh, Oh, yeah. Warrior two, though. Yeah, Warrior two, bro. Ty, what do you got? Working on my yoga. Amen. Uh, Aaron, I've always been curious because I don't think you did your rookie year, and you have every year since then. At what point were you like, you know what, I love the cloth chin strap? Is it more comfortable, convenient, or are you just kind of trying to show the young guns like, hey, I'm still one of the grittiest, toughest sons of bitches there is because I'm wearing the cloth still? <laughs> and pancake cutting. Yeah, uh, obviously. With that thing. Definitely pancake cutting. Yeah, I I had the high hookups. They just put them on there. They thought I think they thought that that's what I would want. Um, but they're a little irritating, especially if you're going to have your helmet on the sidelines as a backup for a long time. Mm. I just realized how cool it was to like just, you know, flip it. put it on the same side when I wanted to wear it on the sidelines. So I started rocking it. D- you know, didn't those three years I didn't wear a mouthpiece. Uh, I didn't play other than the preseason, but didn't wear a mouthpiece, single strap, and never taped my ankles. And I was like. And a lot of it was because Farvey did it. I was like, well, if he doesn't do it, then I don't have to do it. I mean, like, he's played 336 straight games, so must not make a difference, right? And I just, you know, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, you really don't. People are like, weren't you worried about breaking your jaw or whatever? I'm like, you hardly ever, and definitely not in this NFL anymore, you don't take shots in the in the head, really. Like, you just don't. And I don't think that's ever, you know, been an issue for me. My ankles, you know, I don't have a problem. You know, rolling those. I've rolled them a number of times. They don't swell. They don't bother me. I feel like I you know, got them nice and strong. But yeah, Ty, to answer your question, like uh, now it's a part of my uh, part of my outfit. You know, it's part of my uniform. Oh, and there's yeah. been mm-hmm. you know a couple people. One college kid took a shot at my swag. Oh, oh yeah, we know. We know. We don't like that. Kid. I don't think a lot of people understand what swag is. You know, some of this younger generation thinks you know swag is just like the clothes I wear, or whatever. No, no, no. A swag is a mentality. Yeah. Swag is a mindset. I tried to tell this to some of the guys in the locker room this week. I said, swagger, which is what swag comes from. Swagger is a mindset. Swagger isn't that you have a supreme backpack on. <laughs> or that you have your shoes, you know, unlaced walking around with, you know, the, the you know, you got your new uh, Louis, uh, fanny pack that you you make sure it's not worn at your waist it's worn over your shoulder that's not swag that's not swagger that's fashion choices true swag 
is owning your inner essence. Mm. It's a mindset. Mm -hmm. And my essence on the field is that I feel like I'm a throwback player and I'm a tough guy. What I've played through, how I wear my stuff, you know, I'm kind of a no-nonsense straightforward. To me, that's what swag is all about. You're damn right. It's like fake swag out there. I got my special towel. I got this. I got that. I got this riding out there. A lot of you guys are just posers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. There's a particular Mormon that just heard that message. No, I love that kid, though. I, I, I do love that kid. I think he's a, he's a good kid and good player. I don't, I, I, and he actually gave me some props. He just kind of ripped on my swag. I think he was talking about the fact that I'm you know, older and, and may not be, uh, and like to rock sweats on my, on my road trips. But I get that. You know, if you're talking about like fashion sense, I'm not going to. You know, every now and then, you see me some pictures of me at the ESPYs or the Honors. Like, you know, I, bring, I bring it. But, I'm, you know, look, if I'm walking to the plane now, especially with these COVID rules, I'm rocking sweats and I'm in a sweatshirt. You know what I mean? I don't care. I'm not, I'm not trying to impress any of my teammates. Can I talk to you about you being an old school throwback quarterback, though? Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it. Put that rush yards thing up there, shall we? Can we put that rush yards thing up there? Do you know you're number 12 all time in uh-huh. Green Bay Packers history rushing with over 3,222 yards at this point? Wow. That's insane, dude. That And you had another one this weekend, by the way. You got out, a little six-yard skirt, skirt. and uh, 30 tuggers, bro. I just passed Tobin Rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Uh, you did a nice knee drive slowdown, too, at the end of that thing. I love whenever you get loose, dude. You, the, the sneaky athlete comes out in in a beautiful fashion yeah i mean i still got it i can still move around a little bit it wasn't any explosive runs i feel like on sunday um and i told the i told the guys i was tired it was last play of a 17 play drive it took eight minutes and 50 seconds off the clock like i didn't have any left for celebration i had no belt celebration no big spike is that dead is that is that dead no 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 of course not okay the internet's working here yeah no it's it's definitely not dead. It just I was tired, you know. I just was thinking about getting over the sidelines and having a seat, man. That was a long drive. <laughs> uh, you're an idiot. Who hey, got- I got a quick one, quick one, Pat. I just wonder how hard it is when I watch games on TV. I see guys come off the sideline. I know they they want you guys to throw on masks. Like how tough is it in the moment? Like say you just threw a big touchdown pass and you're talking with your coach and celebrating. Is it difficult to be like, oh wait, here we go. Hold on, I got a mask up. Like does that come into your mind? No, that's you're not thinking about it at all. And I, and I hope, I hope that that's never the norm. I really do. I hope it's never, the, never the norm, to think. Oh shit! I got to put my mask on. Like you do it because you don't want to get fined. Um, and you know, I I hand off my helmet uh, usually to Chris on the sidelines. He hands me back, you know. Uh, my hat, whatever hat I'm wearing, a towel, and then my mask. Now that's you know, so that's a part of the routine. But I hope it never becomes the norm. Just I hope we get past this, and this is in the rear view as soon as possible. Well, AJ asked you about that earlier. You chose not to answer, but the um, which, by the way, good work. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge your way through that entire thing. You <laughs> no, 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 for another time, I will. Oh yeah, Ooh. hey, let's do it. Hey, let's do it. There was a question uh, that was proposed on. Uh, another sports show that said because you're working out your legs more you're throwing the ball better uh would you like to address that directly is it is that why you're throwing the ball better because you're working out your legs more i'm squatting the hoss right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure i mean i really don't know i think 
but I, I will say I'm a big proponent of squatting. I didn't squat for years, other than like the bear squat, or if you know what that is, like you know that it's not you know the most strenuous thing on your legs. But I got back onto the bar starting last year, oh. and I've you know gotten four plates on each side. So <laughs> Old school. I can definitely say, you know, there's some young guys in the squad that aren't pushing the same kind of weight I'm pushing on. Teams. Oh, but they got that Louie. They got that Louie. They do, man. They got that swag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. We can't thank you enough for your time. You're the best. Uh, you're one touchdown away from 40 on the season already. Uh, this year has just been absolutely awesome. I hope you're enjoying the shit out of it, dude. I didn't, is there a question in there? No, just kind of a statement. Like, you are fucking slicing and dicing football right now. Yeah. The, 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 all the stats, all the stats right now, and you're not a big stats guy, I assume. Well, you seem to know everything that's going on, so you probably do know this. All the stats that you're putting up is, like, historic right now. So just want to let you know, I hope you're enjoying the hell out of it. Look, it started with this show, man. It started with this show. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. Just bringing it and having fun, and, you know, it's going to – it's it's culminated with a really nice season we put together, mm-hmm. and then hopefully some hardware at the end of the year. Yeah, that's what oh, we're yeah. here for. Yeah. And we're not talking about honors hardware. The MVP has we'll already won. it all off and shut AJ up once and for all. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. To hell with AJ Hawk. Because, let me see, uh, I believe somebody on this show last week said, Packers by 17 or they're going to lose. Oh. oh, that was AJ. Oh, no. Was Wasn't that this guy? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was yeah. that guy. And I'm sure yeah. when you when you heard that, you were like, yeah, he's probably right. <laughs> he's the worst. He's a doubter. Hey, we're I not. can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hey, good luck against the Panthers, buddy. Can't wait to watch you get 40 on the year. You're the best. Thank you for your time. See you, boys. Hey, college, by the way. We'll go back together. You know, we'll get our degrees. Greens and holes, bro. It's a plant. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. So sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to remind everyone, if you're not sleeping on a Lisa mattress tonight when you go to bed, you're you're just doing it wrong. I mean, that's, that's just all there is to it. Everyone knows the mattress buying process stinks. No one likes it. You go to some mattress store that more often than not is a front for, you know, some some sort of nefarious business. Some used car salesman is trying to sell you a mattress with other people's DNA and hair and sweat and lice and whatever the hell else on there. The process itself just stinks. There's no two ways about it. And that's why I love my Lisa mattress. If you get a mattress from lisa.com it's going to show up on your doorstep within a matter of days in a vacuum sealed bag you're going to undo the box take it out slip that puppy open and watch it expand to its full form in five minutes or less it's incredible the the mattresses are so comfortable that have a nice memory foam recovery layer and are each handcrafted for relief and stability no matter what. I have a Lisa mattress myself. Everyone else in the office does. They're incredible. I couldn't imagine sleeping on anything else at night. I mean, you spend more time in your bed than you do anywhere else, so why not have the most comfortable mattress on earth? And right now, if you go to lisa.com, you're going to find some incredible deals. The Lisa Original Mattress is up to $200 off plus two free pillows. The Lisa Hybrid mattress is up to $350 off plus two 
free pillows. And the Lisa Legend mattress is up to $500 off with two free pillows. No matter what kind of mattress you get, you're going to get some great savings and you're also going to get two free pillows. Don't be a stooge. Don't be a sellout. If you're looking for a new mattress, go to lisa.com and make sure you get yourself the most comfortable mattress on the face of the earth. Back to the show. Back to Aaron Rodgers Tuesday and the Green Bay Packers. Joining us now, a man who has emerged as a superstar for the Green Bay Packers, tight end out of Indiana State, ladies and gentlemen, Big Bob Tanya. Yeah! Hey, good clap there, Bob. Good clap. How you doing, pal? I'm doing great. This is awesome. Uh, Well, we appreciate you joining us. Now, I see that you go by Robert Tunyon, and we just, I assume everybody just started calling you Big Bob Tunyon. Do you hate the name? Should I be calling you Robert? Should we change the little name thing down on the other side? No, it's all good. Um, My grandpa's Bob. My dad's Bob. It's about time that, you know, the name just, you know. Goes from Robert to Bob. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, well, Big Bob Tunyon's been making some damn plays. Kid from Indiana State, you end up at the Packers. Uh, this year has been, had to be quite a whirlwind for you. Did you kind of expect it, right? Because a lot of the stories were coming out. Ty wanted to talk about this, and it kind of leads into this first conversation. You were training with Kittle a little bit, and then your name started coming on the scene, and then you end up with Aaron Rodgers. And it kind of Has this year just been the dream come true that you've always kind of fantasized about? Uh, yeah, I think it's just – been like what I've been manifesting and just sticking to the plan just keeping my head down just working the last you know a couple years just behind good guys like Mercedes um Jimmy and Lance Kendricks I was behind those guys for the last you know a couple years here and just you know when it was my turn to go I just had to be ready and I'm thankful I was ready let's talk about manifesting the hell does that mean you sit down you have like a uh do you have a goals chart do you have like a goals thing goals right here right next to um yeah, and uh, what's funny, <laughs> at the beginning, I made, like, you know, like, mental goals and then some, obviously, statistical goals. But, um, yeah, I had five touchdowns as my goals to start the year, and then I got that, like, the five games through the year. So I had to Fifteen. Let me go ahead and change this. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was it, yeah, every day, you know, meditating, whether, whether it's, you know, self-talk or, you know, Whatever it is, you know, just got to, you know, keep the mind just as good as the body. How'd you get into that, Bob? Because we saw that the Packers hired like a uh, uh, mental coach or like a, a psychiatrist. I believe the, I forget the exact dial in. But whenever we talked to Aaron earlier in the season, he was talking about being in a mental state where he's like happier and everything like that. Has this been a team initiative? Is this something that you brought on? How long have you been doing the, the mental exercises to be the best you? Um, just last year with, you know, getting injured for the first time, like ever in my like career and missing games because of an injury is just like so hard on me. And then, you know, missing your window, you know, could you be cut? You know, are you going to play like you, sh- you know, you want to be a starter, but you can't play like for the first time, like physically. So, you know, I was just in a bad spot last year, got the core surgery. And, you know, I used that time to just, you know, get mentally stronger when I couldn't do anything physically. And, uh, you know, and people who know me, you know, I got kind of with that with uh, Kittle's dad, George's dad. He was kind of my mental coach when I was down there in Nashville training. And then when I got here, just getting around guys like Aaron and uh, Mercedes who do the same stuff. It's uh, it's just good to have those types of people like with you and like yeah. have your back working and how you're moving the same way. 
I need I need those people around me because instead I got this guy. <laughs> Big Bob has uh, Coach Lafleur said anything to you like, "Hey, dude, you got to relax. You're gonna like fucking knock me out when you're punching me after you score a <laughs> touchdown or we have a big drive." Has he said anything like that to yeah, you? Yeah, throw punches. No, I I feel like he wants like he like fake hates it, so he like will get it more. <laughs> like he's like you know. But then, like, if I'm, like, not, like, pissed off, but if I'm, like, angry, like, jump around, he's like, you know, let's have some fun. How about, you know, like, let's maybe, like, have fun with it. (laughs) But waiting for the time where he gets, like, really smoked. (laughs) So, hey, he's a cool guy, huh? He's one of the most successful, I think the most successful coach to ever start an NFL career with his record at this point. And then last year, the conversation was him and Aaron are going to hate each other. And then all they've done is just get better and better and better together. In watching him and Aaron celebrate, watching you and him celebrate, like there's not a lot of head coaches that are like that. That it is, what is it like to play for a guy that that young and also seems to be that cool? Um, I think just like his knowledge of wanting the team to be player led and kind of letting Aaron, uh, Mercedes, and the Smith the Smith guys like just like kind of like run the team, <laughs> do their thing, and let them talk and you know if there's you know inner squad you know not beef but like you know like yeah. Cr- Kind of shit going on. I don't know if I can swear on here. Yeah, yeah oh, you can't, big ball, blood it out. Yeah, yeah, Hell yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just just letting us do our thing, and you know, being a coach when the coaches you know needs to be a coach and like the point of authority, but also just kind of letting the players figure it out, and we have the guys to do that in the locker room. Um, does it feel like you guys are impossible to stop? Because that's what it looks like whenever we, whenever you turn on a Packers game. Aside from that Buccaneers game, but whenever you turn on a Packers game, it's just like okay, this offense is just going to be unbelievable. Played against the Colts defense, by the way, one of the top defenses. Now, obviously, that game goes to overtime and you guys lose, but we're able to move. Then the Chicago Bears defense, which is a legendary, able to move. It, it seems like it doesn't really matter. You guys are going to do your thing. D- do you guys know that? Is that something you guys know? Like, yeah, our offense is really good right now yeah i think you have to yeah like you said being aware of you know the playmakers we have and you know who we got under center i don't i just don't think that mentally we think about failing i think going back to kind of what we were just talking about like we manifested as an offense like throughout the week we're talking about what you know what plays we want to make individually as a team you know just like mentally visually like a lot of walkthroughs and just being on the same page and obviously having Aaron at quarterback doesn't stink. So <laughs> <laughs> he's so good at the football, dude. Dude, it's unreal. And it's like not even that he like throws as like a quarterback. He throws as like a thrower. Like he's not like you know like sitting back in the pocket like being like super mechanical. Like you know you see his feet and his hips. You know he's different. He's a little weirdo. You know. Is there anything in the huddle? Is he saying things or is it all like normally to the point? Is he in between? Because I think Aaron Jones came on the show. And it was before his first time getting real time. And mm-hmm. Aaron jogged on the field next to him and was like, basically said something like, hey, it's now it's time for like the rest of the world to see what we've got. Like, like kind of like a little motivational, like yeah. a little, is he like that during games, during plays? And like, how about for you coming out and being introduced to the world? What has some conversations with him been like? Um, he's just super supportive in the huddle. And, you know, like you said, sometimes to the point, but other than that, like in pregame warmups or in practice, like, before we get like a team drive going or whatever, like he'll give us a little, just a calming speech and just look everyone in the eye and just, you know, wants everyone's attention and know like it's time to go. Um, and Aaron's just a guy that I respect for the sole fact that, you know, for me, like coming off the streets as like a practice squad tight end, like 
yeah, like it is what it is. But like he got to know me, he got to know like what I was about. He saw me making plays in the practice squad and then, you know, rolling over and just, you know, being understudies of those guys I mentioned before and just understanding how great I wanted to be and like how good I wanted to be and just studying so hard. He just, you know, didn't let me teeter, you know, that line. He understands that and won't let me uh, fall below that. And I respect him for that. How have you never crashed your car on your ride to practice from the facility in full pads? <laughs> How has that never happened? Dude, that, that is crazy. It, it It's funny, though, because, like, you know, some guys are in the trunk of, like, truck bed, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, it's like we're driving to high school practice. That's, like, the best part, I think. And that time that, you know, the pre-talk, you know, the pre-practice talks, like driving over and the post-practice talks are funny, you know, like especially with like the veteran guys, you know, like they're bitching a lot, like how old they are and shit. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Those talks are just hilarious. And uh, it was funny, like the first time I was here, the first two rides, I didn't know anyone when I was first signed here. I was like 2017 of December. And uh, Jordy Nelson drove me to my first practice and then Clay Matthews in my second. I'm in the trunk of their Suburbans and they don't even know my name. <laughs> Uh, where's Jordy at? He's in the middle of Kansas right now playing softball. He is dominating (laughs) softball leagues right now in Kansas. How's it been playing in front of next to no people? I mean, Lambeau is a notoriously awesome place. I've only gotten to play up there a couple times, but it gets going. And then obviously you guys only let like 200 people in, I think 250 people in. Has there been any noticeable difference? Because on Sunday night in Buffalo, when Buffalo was playing, uh, it's obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> just talked about it for two days at nausea. <laughs> but whenever they were playing and they didn't have the TV sound on, we heard, I think what the stadium normally sounds like. And that was, it, that was tough. It was tough to watch as a fan or whatever, but as a player, I would assume a lot of that hype has to come from the sidelines, self hype, anything like that. Yep. Has there been any noticeable difference for you? Um, the game is definitely like slower cause you don't get that like adrenaline rush as much from like the fans which is, like, good and bad because you can just, like, think way more clear. There's not, like, you know, uh, I guess distraction in that way. But also, like, when you score and make a big play, like, you're kind of just screaming with yourself or getting hyped with yourself <laughs> half the time because there's, like, no one to, you know, celebrate with or get going. So that that was, like, the most awkward part is, like, making plays and, like, scoring a touchdown, like, looking into the stands, like. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Me and all my friends. Yeah. Me and all my friends. Believe me because no one can see it. Like, <laughs> Hey, tell us about the gold zone, man. What a place. Has Michael Myers called the Green Bay Packers yet after Aaron Rodgers made a bird call last week for Michael Myers to end up at Green Bay sometime? Uh, Dude, the gold zone is like, that's that's like top like three most. Like, we have some good meetings throughout the week, but like the gold zone like put together, like Coach Hackett is like so extra about it that it like, (laughs) it's unreal. Like he'll come in a gold hat, gold chain, gold, like, hat jacket chain whatever like sunglasses making videos of like other just giving random people the outfits in the gym and making them like yell and stuff like it's so (laughs) funny but we're all bought into that and i think like every year just like having like a touchdown like motto is like good but i think the gold zone is just like locked in Oh, man. Connor, go ahead. Yeah, Bob, I saw that uh, when you went undrafted, the Lions picked you up and then released you. Does it give you extra motivation, you know, on Sunday when you're going in to play them? And is that why you forearm shivered an entire defensive line on one play? What a block, dude. Um, What a shot. I do get that question a lot. And, like, I used to, like, think that because, like, I thought that was the way to think. Like, yeah, like, finger to Detroit, like, whatever. But at the same time, like, 
you know, it is what it is. They got to live with that too. And I live with that as a, you know, motivational piece. So I'm cool with that. What's today's meditation about? What are we talking about? What's today? After this, I got yoga meditation after you guys. I don't know. Maybe just, you know, maybe maybe getting grounded, you know, maybe just uh, having a good week. There you go. What's Ooh. this one? This one's called the Hayduken, right? <laughs> you know what it's called? I might be some type of warrior. Oh. You, you could make one, though. You could make one. Nah, nah, dude. I can't even touch my fucking toes, Big Bob. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even get there. I wish I did. Bro. You know, you're not flexible anymore? Anymore. I never was, dude. I used to fail the presidential fitness test because I couldn't touch my fucking toes. I don't know if you remember that way back in the day. Just can't do it, dude. Just can't. So you'll do full yoga, right? Yeah, you got to slide that thing. Yeah, I got negative 10. Yeah, I I used to try to. I couldn't shoot it far enough. Need WD-40. Teacher, bro. I I know all those. So do you do do yoga at the house? Do you do yoga at the house? I have a yoga instructor. She does my meditation, yoga, and massages. Okay, so meditation, how long are we doing it for, and how does it work? Probably like 20, 30 minutes, and you kind of just lay on the ground and black out. That's like the whole point is just to kind of, like, hell yeah. Yeah. I could do that. And just like, you know, not be, like, you know, you stress, like your anxiety's high or, like, you're too low on yourself. You kind of just want to ride that, the flow state. God. I do that. I don't meditate, though. I just, I, I hit this water pipe we have, <laughs> and I just go right into this flow state. Bob, I'm just in the flow state. What do you got, what, dudes? Stay here? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm right here. All right, cool. I've, I've been here for a long time. <laughs> what do you got, uh, Last year with, with Jimmy Graham, uh, did he teach you how to fly a plane at all? He did. Um, I was definitely up in a plane with him and definitely flying the plane, and that was wild. It was crazy. <laughs> Like, I was literally sitting there, like, you know, like, turning the plane, like, like 180 and going back the other way. And I'm like, I felt like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it was like a both, you know, him, he could, you know, take the wheel whenever. And I could. It was like a full bar across. And, yeah, I was flying the plane. Wild. Let's talk about, that is wild, by the way. Congrats on landing that thing, I guess. Because <laughs> I was on a plane not too long ago. Some bitch uh, <laughs> Land. I had to make an emergency landing. Happy you weren't flying it, even though I would have had trust, though, Big mm-hmm. Bob. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Big Dog, because Aaron talked about Mercedes a little bit, and I think it gained a lot of traction because I don't think a lot of people knew the amount of love that everybody has for Mercedes on that team. What is it about him? You're in the same room as him. What is, like, kind of, uh, you know, what have you learned from him? Um... Everything really. I was just about to like think for a second, but like I can't like what the information that he's given me and like the confidence, the maturity, like the past three years with him, like I feel like I've like matured like ten years. Like he is such a great dude, such positive energy, so real, so authentic, and he's another one of those guys like Aaron who understands like where I wanna be at and where I'm at currently and just like not letting me like ever like slip and just like be under like what i'm there to do man bob i'm excited to watch you continue to ascend pal congratulations yeah. on all the success keep winning ty schmidt's an owner of the green bay packers you know what i mean so he's go get him bob he, he's pretty jacked up about he- I didn't hear what you said because your, your thing cut out, but I'm sure it was great. Know that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Big Bob Tiny. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the only and first employee of Yahoo Sports, Charles Robinson. Yeah! Yeah!
I'm the, I'm the Kmart version of Adam Schefter. No! No! Chuck, say it ain't so. Don't say that. Come on! <laughs> That's a good it way was, to start was, Come on, I just had to get it. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, you didn't deserve that. Okay, you didn't deserve that from you. Okay, that was a little ricochet You're shot Walmart, from yourself. Bro. At least. Hey, at uh, least. Look, I, uh, how, how much of the uh, Joel Osteen uh, PP money did the Pat McAfee show get? I'm okay. waiting for you to pop up on that. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, by the way, if we want to have a pretty serious conversation here, yeah. that's we can actually have this. Whenever this popped up, we did um, uh, qualify. For it, right? Yeah. And real conversations were had between uh, myself and a kid who's been my best friend since kindergarten, who's our CFO, CFO Phil. And uh, you know, Phil's job is to kind of do other thing. And I said, you know, we don't, we don't need it. We should not take it. We should, you know, let other people have it. And also, I think if we take that, you know, there's a chance that somebody else won't get literal conversation that I had with Phil. Okay. <laughs> I was on some vitamins and uh, we just moved on. We just moved on from it. Act like it never happened. Keep it moving. How you doing? And now it's coming out. Every single company that took it, people are finding out about companies didn't get it. And F CFO Phil says like, hey, listen, I don't know how your brain operates, but fucking good call. On that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like because we didn't need it. You know, it just feels like if you don't need it, you shouldn't take it. That's kind of the old school rule. But Joel Austin, I mean, he's got a fucking stadium he's got to take care of <laughs> and to continue to build on. You know, a $4.4 million renovation, yeah. pretty good for a stadium if you're Joel Austin. You know what I mean? He needed Whoa. that. God bless you. God damn it. Listen, Pat, you left enough money out there for Tom Brady, the TB12 loan. Oh, yeah. Right. The TB12 got. I know, and then you start going through all the companies that are coming out, and it's Lakers. Like, Lakers, I believe there's. I, they took like seventeen million. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is yeah, it is it wild. Yeah, they gave it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, good yeah. people there. Yahoo. Uh, <laughs> Yahoo, as you do know, is the Walmart version of. Uh, there you go. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> um, Charles, where the hell have you been? You, you, you. I feel like you don't cover the NFL whenever the NFL is happening. What the hell is going on? Are you just hanging? I out? do. I do. I'm just terrible at the Twitters. I get yelled at about this a lot about uh, not okay. tweeting out my stuff enough. Well, so you. So what are we reporting on? What's the big news? We just talked about there. Drew Locke had the highest passer rating in Denver in of the all the NFL this past week. Who knows what's going to happen next year? Though, are they completely built blowing that place up? Vic Fangio gone. Drew Locke gone. John Elway gone. Ooh. Let's start there because that's where our conversation was, and then we'll move on from there. I mean, I'd say that um, Vic is is probably coaching for his job you know there's a there's a select few guys right now that i think are coaching for their jobs i think Vic's one of them i think doug peterson in philadelphia is one of them i think jalen you know what's going on with jalen hurts has helped doug peterson if he can continue that throughout the rest of the season i think matt Nagy in chicago um but you know i think Locke is the thing is about Locke. um they're not going to be – I think their draft position isn't going to be high enough to oh, yeah. get in play for, say, that second quarterback who comes off the board. So then I think if you're Denver, if Locke's not the guy, there are going to be – look, Sam Darnold. I think – what's it? Here, here's the interesting thing about Darnold. I think in that draft, had they not – had Darnold gotten to them at five, you know, that was their – I think absolutely they take Sam Darnold there. Well, Sam Darnold's going to be a guy that you can probably get for a second – you know, round pick right now. I think they would, you know, the Jets would snap that up if they could get that. Probably a second and maybe another late pick. So Darnold's the guy who's going to be out there. I think um, if this continues with Hurts and Elway is maniacal, which he can be at times, <laughs> Carson Wentz, you know, depending on how they feel about his evaluation, they do have the cap space to acquire Carson Wentz 
Um, and it, and basically the remaining four years of Wentz's deal, if a team were to acquire him, you can, you, you're really going to pay him for 2021 and 2022. So it'd be sort of a two year tryout. I like there's that. Gonna be, there's going to be some guys yeah. available. Let's say right. Carson Wentz to Denver. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. I like Woo. Carson Wentz to Denver. Cause all anybody's saying is it to Indy, to Indy, to Indy, because, uh, right, God, right. God was with him and Frank Wright together in, uh, Philadelphia. That's <laughs> what Moose said this weekend that, uh, Car- Carson was missing, yep. uh, Frank Wright because of their shared, uh, love of, uh, of the Lord, which mm-hmm. by the way, whatever ties you together makes play good is good but maybe they'll find the lord in denver too or pittsburgh or anywhere else thank god i don't want to pick up that uh contract in indianapolis but maybe chris bauer does who knows he's smarter than i am uh let's talk about some other quarterbacks other than carson wentz drew luck uh matt ryan's owed like a hundred million dollars after this season okay yeah that's a massive contract they i assume they're gonna have a new head coach new gm maybe raheem gets the gig who knows uh but that's not something anybody's gonna like are you hearing that anybody in the nfl is like yeah we'll take matt ryan in that hundred million dollars how are they going to get off of that there's no way they can down in atlanta huh no i think the age is prohibitive and and you know the teams the the guys who i think would be really interested in him um just aren't in a position to get him you know so like i think if look if money wasn't a factor would kyle shanahan be interested in matt ryan hell yeah you know like kyle's definitely going to look every single year until he's certain he's got the right quarterback he's going to look to see if he can upgrade um you know, Jimmy G is not safe in San Francisco. But I, I think, look, at Atlanta, it's going to be the incoming oh, coach. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think, whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> Jimmy G is not safe in San Francisco? No, no. He's no, gone, I huh? I don't think he's gone, but I think that Kyle um, – the way – so the way Kyle approaches that quarterback position, uh, even after they signed Jimmy G to that deal, Kyle – has always kept them open mind of like, if you can upgrade at the position and it doesn't kill you from a asset standpoint or a salary cap standpoint or whatever, you always, unless you have a top two, three, four quarterback in the league, you need to always be looking at if there's an opportunity to upgrade at the position, you do it. And part of that is Kyle keeping pressure on, on Jimmy. And I, you know, this has been talked about, but like even after they acquired Jimmy, there were still people in the NFL close to Kyle who were like, I think if he could get Kirk Cousins right now, he likes Kirk more than he liked Jimmy. Hey, Kyle and- Shanahan's a savage. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, listen, we no, just gave really you is. $80 million, but right. Don't get too fucking comfortable. <laughs> we can get you out of here, no problem at all. That's why. Who, what, are, what are some other big offseason moves you see happening? Because the salary cap's going down, right? No crowds. Right. Uh, some places, Cleveland had a lot more than most places. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's got absolutely zero people in the crowd, and and whoever decided not to use the crowd noise on the, on television cast, which was uh, it was terrible to watch until the second half, and then they had bad time. But the salary cap is going down. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's going to be some big names cut. I believe is that is the, that a good guesstimation? So the league is going to work really hard with the union to try and see if they can keep it flat this year. Like it now there, there, the drawback was supposed to happen. I mean, there was sort of this agreement that there's likely going to be a salary cap drawback, but you have a number of owners who are sitting there looking at their salary cap situation saying, we'd rather not cut a bunch of guys like to get us right. And, and, you know, and, and they would like to be active in free agency because at this point, free agency is going to be pretty dead. You see teams that are accruing, like for example, Cleveland's a really good example. Cleveland has spent time, sort of accruing money knowing that it's going to be really active in free agency. There's a handful of teams. The Patriots have doing that, have been doing that. Um, I think, you know, Stefan Gilmore is a guy who probably is going to get cut loose. 
Um, the, I think the, the Patriots are probably going to take that $7 million hit, and he's a guy who will hit the open market. Um, there's going to be obviously interest in him. There's going to be – look, Stafford's going to be a quarterback decision coming in. Matt Ryan, as you, you know, as we talked about, if they could move him, very prohibitive. But I think there's a decision there about the future of Matt Ryan. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is you're going to see um, – I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with some of the coaching moves because there could be as many as like eight, eight. or nine jobs open. Yeah, that's a lot and, of jobs. Yeah. And GM roles too, by the way. There's GM roles open. Yep. There's head coaching jobs. And I assume that in 2020, because of how fucked everything was, it was going to be a free pass for everybody. But instead, no. <laughs> I think a lot of organizations learn like who stinks and who doesn't because they're all, right. all kind of on the same playing field. Like, can I, can, before we get to the head coaching and GMs, can I revisit the salary cap staying flat? Mm-hmm. Because – we all know that the NFL lawyers are going to outlawyer the NFL PA lawyers. Like that's just, <laughs> that's going to happen. So if it stays flat, that means they're robbing Peter to pay Paul at some point. Yes. How yeah. will that end up? Because the players will end up getting fucked by that somehow. If it's not this year, it'll be in the future. How's that end up happening? You think that's exactly it. I mean, like you said, I mean, the money comes from somewhere. So obviously it would be taken from, from future years. So that the way oh, that this is going to be structured um, there can be, there is the ability to take some money out of some future years and move it up to try and soften the blow. Because I think, look, the, the problem is the union is sitting there and they're looking at the situation. They're going, look, we don't want a bunch of guys to get cut and then have sort of a dead fish free agency period because that doesn't really help anybody either. You end up with a bunch of guys who are on one-year deals who would be signing long-term contracts, or you get teams that try to be creative with putting money, money later in deals but if that money's not going to be guaranteed, all that does is expose players and put them into bad situ- situations contractually. So it's this is that rare instance where coming into this year, both the union and the NFL knew they were both screwed. Like no matter what, everybody was going to take a bite out of a shit sandwich. And so they're sitting there. And South like, Harmon well Institute of Technology, dude. Everybody's getting it. But this is going to end up being bad for the players. It's going to end up being bad. Somehow, some way, the NFL is going to – now, granted, bad for the players. Guys are still going to get money. But there will be something that will come out in the agreement between the NFLPA and the NFL about keeping the salary cap flat, about how 15 years from now the owners somehow concocted a way to cut the salary cap. There will be something that will happen. There's always something in those so, – Here's the really interesting thing that's going on right now. Not a lot of people are really talking about this. Because um, you won't the, tweet. Because you won't fucking tweet. Because I won't tweet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did write a story about this. I think it's actually up today. Um, <laughs> where, where, where? It's on uh, uh, Kmart.com. Oh, Yahoo! 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 Stop being so hard on yourself, Charles. Yahoo's been around a long time. It's a hey. staple of this fucking internet that we have here. I have learned to be self-deprecating in my role. Okay, that's, smart, the, that's the best way to go, right? Yeah, but that's you wrote about it today at Yahoo. We'll read about it. What, are, what is nobody talking so, about? Okay, so um, the when Roger Goodell sends out this memo, memo in October and he tells you know teams, stop screwing around, pay attention, follow the COVID protocols, or we're going to, you know, you're going to forfeit games. We're going to strip draft picks. Here's all the stuff we're going to do to you. Um at that point, it's like, wow, the, he pulled the bazooka out pretty early in terms of like telling teams, we're going to hammer the hell out of you. And I think now we're starting to see why, and it's because the Ravens showed us. The Ravens had a prime sick spot. The Ravens and Steelers had a prime sick spot on Thanksgiving, right? Huge money advertising for NBC, fantastic. You know, everybody's geared up. They sold all this advertising, made a ton of money off of it. All of a sudden, that gets moved to a Wednesday in like the middle of the day, the most ridiculous time slot ever. So what ended up happening was NBC, when that slot got moved, the viewership 
dropped 50% from what NBC's Thanksgiving Day slot was the previous year. Well, the problem with that is all the advertisers are saying, you're going, we paid all this money for this Thanksgiving slot, and now the game is on a Wednesday afternoon. We got completely screwed here. And so NBC essentially had to have a form of givebacks where there were certain people that advertised during that game on the Wednesday who didn't pay um, for their advertising. Oh, for and now you have networks oh, that are sitting there oh, saying, hey, the, the fluctuation in um, ratings <laughs> has caused us to be in a situation we may have to discount some of our advertising or give away some of our advertising as givebacks um, for NFL games. That's never happened before. That never happens. The NFL is like bulletproof. And all these advertisers were waiting for the NFL season to start because they said, look, we, we got killed on the NBA. We got killed on the NHL. But the NFL's ratings are bulletproof. Well, it's fluctuated so much during COVID and the election season that it's, it's wreaked some havoc on, on some of these networks with their advertisers. Well, guess what? The new TV deals aren't done yet. They're not done yet. And you'd be crazy to think that these networks aren't going to remember, oh, yeah. particularly when there's a 7% drop in viewership rating this year across the board in terms of the cable providers and the digital providers for oh. the NFL. The, the the TV networks are, are going to remember this. And so that's going to bear out, I think, in the in the television contract negotiations, which screws the players in the long term well, because that's where all the money comes from. Chuck, let me tell you about something here, though. The um, Anybody ever call you Chuck? I, yeah, yes. Big Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a while, but that's, you, it's, you're good. Chuck's a good name. I, I, I love been pretty pumped Chuck, up yeah. about Chuck. Charles okay. also right. incredibly sophisticated. Sure, I Charles. That. If I was a writer at one of the <laughs> oldest institutions on the internet, yeah. uh -huh. I would also like, Charles, we just pulled up your article, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. They said NBC could not put that game on at night because they had to recycle <laughs> a previous year's tree celebration <laughs> yeah, that they said probably. would get like 20 some million. I forget what it was. They forget, I forget the number they said. But I they, didn't the Wednesday afternoon football. The WAF, Ooh. did it not get $14.9 or something like that, or $15 it did, million? it did a big number for the slot. And, and now there was, some, there was a method to that for NBC because they said, look, we're, we're kind of getting both. We're, we're getting an awesome – this tree lighting ceremony is going to get a great number. And now the we kind of have this middle of the day <laughs> where we get a pretty big number too. Yeah. So that's really part of why they did it. But still, the advertisers were pissed. Yeah, yeah. They're like, look, we expected – this massive 30 million, you know, viewership audience that had happened in the previous year for you um, on your Thanksgiving Day game. And so that's what we paid for. So they wanted some money back or they wanted something in in response to that. So well, it's a lot of people running, way that COVID's wreaking havoc. A lot of people running those advertising uh, slots are a bunch of fucking idiots. Anyway. Yeah. We <laughs> have to deal with them on a regular basis. They are <laughs> always looking for free reads, those mm -hmm. people. Uh, what do you got, Connor? Yeah, Charles, uh, why is Jim Harbaugh the next head coach of the Detroit Lions? <laughs> yeah, why is he even in yeah. the NFL conversation? Woody Johnson, you know. I mean, the Jets, Woody Johnson had such an infatuation with him prior to him going to Michigan. And while he was at Michigan in the early years that, um, you know, Joe Douglas having worked with John Harbaugh uh, in Baltimore, Woody coming back into the fold from his ambassadorship, um, from obviously the political change. And, you know, so the idea is, well, OK, Woody's Woody's factoring in here. But there are people at Michigan that are really driving this, to be honest with you. Like people at Michigan are <laughs> oh, like, <geez. laughs> the Jets are going to come get Jim. Like they really, really uh, – people at Michigan, don't kid yourself, really want someone to come get Jim and take them off their hands. <laughs> and I think they want Iowa State Matt Campbell. 
And so a lot of this is driven. Oh, uh, that's I why I always it. laugh when I see all the headlines about Jim, because a lot of it's being driven inside of Michigan, not from the NFL level. <laughs> and by the way, about Jim, I will say this. Um, everyone says, well, the things he was doing with Colin Kaepernick at the time, Greg Roman was his OC. A lot of that plays into how the NFL looks now. Yeah, it does, but you know, look at what has happened with Greg Roman in Baltimore. You lose Ronnie Stanley, you lose, you lose Marshall Yonda. That offense has run into a little bit of a wall here. And by the way, go back and look at Jim Harbaugh's defenses in San Francisco, and then also tell me what quarterback he's developed at Michigan. Donovan Peoples-Jones came out of Michigan, and he's doing more stuff for Cleveland than I ever saw him do. Wow, at, at big catch last night. Mm-hmm. Huge. Like a Moss-type catch last night. All right, Chuck. Uh, any news going to break in the next hour or so, you think? That you want to break right here, maybe? No, there's nothing nothing going on. I, I, I'm glad it's an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, though, because I can tell you this. I have an MVP vote, and I thought oh. for sure up until about two weeks ago, I was like, Mahomes is just going to run away with this. Whoa. This is going to be pretty easy. I'm not going to have to call teams and start asking them to compare players or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Rogers is a race that like it is absolutely a two man race right now. He's oh, I talked to someone in one man race. Do the right way. It's about Chuck. time. Chuck. Oh, way to go, Chuck. Way to get on the right side. Chuck. Hey, Chuck, do not fuck this up. <laughs> do not do it, Chuck. You can't, can't throw it. three interceptions and win MVP, Chuck. Well, we all know that. Aaron threw two. That one. Yeah, two's fine. Two's fine. <laughs> Everybody's going to have a bad game every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Aaron, so how'd you get this MVP vote? How long has it been? How long have you had the MVP vote? A couple of years. Couple do you, you, you got to yeah, write it in and mail it in? Is it an email? What is it? No, no, it's email. It's it's uh, so it's like what's 50, 50 members. So it's like some former players like Aikman, Lofton. Whoa. Um, so there's a number of like former players and then certain media members who have covered the league for a long time. You know, have been asked to bring in. You know, I, I got brought into fold a couple of years ago. So how um, have you guys never gave a vote to Russell Wilson? Yeah, okay. God. Oh God, I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay, Thank Chuck, you. I, because you were getting brought up in the opening four or five weeks. It was yep. like this guy. Here's yeah. a guy that never got an MVP vote. It was like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that all 50 of you guys hated Russell Wilson. That's crazy. Okay, that, that is not. Now, this, yeah. is, this is the problem with context, okay? I, I hear people saying this, and I'm like, these are people who have never voted. These are people who never We all registered to vote, okay? Because Duck Hodges <laughs> told us to do so in a social media video. But how? what is the context of that? How does that work? You guys are all heroes. I got your medals in the mail. Okay, so Russell Wilson, his three years that were his best shots at uh, winning MVP. Cam Newton won. One of the greatest quarterback seasons in the history of the NFL, 2015, right? Um, Pat Mahomes was the other, the next season, where Russell really had a shot to win it. Pat Mahomes threw 50 touchdown passes, one of the greatest quarterback seasons in the history of the NFL, and Lamar Jackson last year. So literally, Russell's three best years in terms of his candidacy ran into Cam Newton, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson putting up three of the greatest quarterback seasons the NFL's ever seen in history. That's why Russell Wilson, he was a strong number two candidate last year. Hey, you're not wrong with number two. No. Oh, you're not wrong number two. People drink Powerade still. Yeah. yeah. Hey, people go to Kmart. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> so is that at the end of the season? Do you have a, like, is there a certain window you're allowed to put the yes. vote in? Yeah. yeah, so you're not allowed to cast your vote before the season officially ends. And then once the season officially ends, you have, there's a window of time. 
Oh, and I, I think it's like three days or, or five days where you have um, you have to come up with, you know, your ballot at that point. So a lot of us. So I'll give you an example, like what I had to do last year. I had some difficulty parsing out Josh Jacobs versus Kyler Murray for offensive or offensive rookie of the year last year. So what I did was I called common opponents. So I talked to Atlanta Falcons. I said, you, you, you prepared for both of these guys. They're really close on my ballot. Lay it out for me. Which guy's better? Give me your best pitch here. Who was harder to prepare for defensively? You know, who impacted the game? Went through that. I think the Jets were another team I called because they were a common opponent of those two. You end up doing that with some of these guys when they're that close. And I really honestly believe Mahomes and Rodgers are going to be so close. You're going to have to reach out to to a number of people across the league and just ask them, explain to me why this guy deserves the nod over someone else. These people care enough to tell you? Yes. Yeah, they really do. They do. They care. They they none of my um, friends that are in coaching, if you called them and you <laughs> and you said, Hey, lay out why this guy's better. I don't fuck that's your job. That's not my job. No, no, they can, I mean they they I I mean it depends. You know, there are some people who don't care, some people who are in the thick of their season, don't want to talk about it, but a lot of people will take the time to that's parse awesome. out candidates for you. And interestingly enough, you know, I'll give you a guy who really does care, although he's not on my list, but I know other people lean on him for Hall of Fame and then also some of the other things that they vote for. Bill Belichick's a guy who really he cares, he huh? Wants people to get it right. Yeah. You know, he wants people to to use information and and you know not just pull it out of their ass. And so there are guys. Jerry Jones is another guy. Any Hall of Fame consideration, Jerry Jones will spend a lot of time, particularly with someone in in an era that he was really close to. He'll spend time talking to you and, and explaining why a guy deserves it. Well, good luck with your vote. We're pulling for you. We're happy you registered <laughs> to vote. To vote, like Doc Hodges <laughs> said. Uh, and you need to tweet more because your brain's a good one. We need to see you over there. Or we just need to make yahoo.com the sports yeah. section, mm. our go-to spot every single morning. Ladies and gentlemen, Charles Robinson. Yeah. Thank you, Let's go, Charles. Thanks, guys. Take care. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. Thanks to all the guests. Thanks to the boys. Thanks to all of you. Once again, if you like this show, please be a friend and tell a friend. A little guerrilla marketing. Yeah. And that's guerrilla with a U-E. Mm-hmm. Boots on a grind. That's right. And maybe one day we'll become a guerrilla with an O. Ooh. Of a show. Well, kind of already are, but you know. We, we are an okay size show. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's not bad. There's no reason for people to be listening to our show the way they do. And the fact that you do, we are forever thankful. Hashtag end of pod squad. Let's do another giveaway. Yep, sounds good. We gave away like, I, I think $10,000 last time we did this. Mm-hmm. We'll do that again. Send a tweet. Hashtag end of pod squad uh, with a picture of where you're listening. Ty will go through and randomly select. So it's not like if your photo is better than somebody else, you're going to win. It'll be a random selection. Right. We'll give away another $10,000 because you stick around to the end of the show, which is incredible. I mean, I can't thank you enough for being this dedicated to the show. Hashtag end of pod squad take a picture of what you're listening where you're listening uh and you'll be entered into randomly win uh some of the ten thousand dollars that ty schmidt will be picking Mm -hmm. be patient because you know a lot of people enter these things and it does take a little time to and then venmo you can only send x amount of cash you know so it, it it is a little bit of a process but if you get selected you will get part of your money well and by the way the we gave away $125,000, mm-hmm. and it turns out Venmo does not make it easy to give away money. No, it's like two grand a week, I think. They Thought say. sharing money was what Venmo was all about. It is not. They're about 
sharing limited amounts of yeah. money. Yeah. Hey, you want to pay this person back for getting your McDonald's? Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's two fifty. Yeah. Here's nine bucks, maybe if it was a good order, mm-hmm. good Arby's order too. Maybe fifteen bucks. Do what you got to do. But if you want to give out a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, turns out it takes a little bit of a time. I think we're all the way through that though. Mm-hmm. So this ten thousand dollars should be able to go, but it does. We're only allowed to give out a certain amount of money each week. Right. We're not happy about it. No, I mean it's something they should look at and probably change. But hey, we don't control that. Why don't they ever do any self eval? I don't know. Big corporate greedy cat. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, greedy fat cats. Corporate greedy fat cats. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. They got everybody's money on there. They don't give a fuck. No. So what we're saying bank is- Bank information, too. Yeah, they won't do any of that. So yeah. what we're saying is, if you win, please just have a little bit of patience. Yeah. We're trying. You'll get it. It's the holiday season. We want to give away as much as possible because we feel incredibly lucky that you all listen to the show and you know buy our merch and all that stuff. Which I think is still on sale. Mm-hmm. Forgot to turn that off. Yeah. If you're buying now, there's no chance you're getting it by Christmas. No, but uh, what you can do is get something now and then just print it out and give it to the person on Christmas. And it's like, hey, when it gets here, there's your present. I owe you. I owe you. That's as good as cash. <laughs> yeah. That's as good as the thing. Because with this merch business, what we have learned, because people bought so much shit for our Big Sale Friday sale, turns out with the quarantine happening, a lot of things get locked down. Yeah. And turns out it has affected the merch business. It has. But we appreciate all of you. Try to give back as much as possible, as much as we're allowed to do. So uh, hashtag Anapod Squad, we want it to be you. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music. We'll be back tomorrow. Big guest tomorrow. Huge guest tomorrow. Like, do you even want to say it? Nah. Nah, I won't spoil it, but I mean, if you watch this show, you know Wednesdays. I mean, we bring it. Big. Big day Wednesday. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the show. Cheers. Have a good one. Ty, please play some independent music. <laughs>